right, hello, fellow video game players, and welcome back to Let's XP Gaming Podcast. Tonight, we're on episode two. We're going to be talking about first impressions of the Xbox Series X, which me and Steve were lucky enough to pick up. Uh, we'll talk about what we're playing, our top five games that need remastered, and some gaming trivia, which I'm a huge fan of. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts, Todd, a.k.a. Todd All Things Or on Instagram, and uh, we got Steve, who's another co-host, a.k.a. Flipping the Nerd. He's also on Instagram and Twitter. And last but not least, Mondo, a.k.a. JediMind1207, who's on Instant and Twitter as well. So um, as we get going, you know, please don't hesitate to reach us, send us a chat, whatever. Or if you're not a chatty type, you can send us an email at letsxpgaming at gmail.com. Steve, Mondo, what's going on? Hey, hey. Yeah, not much, man. Just uh, not getting a lot of sleep lately. Uh, and I'm not saying that the Xbox is the reason, but it totally is. <laughs> I've, I've been playing super fucking late. Like, and uh, I even had to go to my back catalog of films I watched for the Horror Squad podcast because I haven't been watching movies. I've been just playing video games. Um, but it's great. You know, I've been really waiting for this moment. Uh, when I get close to a new console generation, I tend to slow down my gaming because every game I want to play, I think to myself, I should probably wait to play it on the next console because it'll look better. So for the last, I'd say four or five months, I, I moved in that period too. So it kind of makes sense uh, in that regard as well, but I haven't been playing much. So I'm kind of really getting the bug for it again. So I'm fucking just crushing it in uh, in a bunch of games, which I'll talk about later, but that's what I've been up to for the most part. You guys have had me waiting ever so impatiently to hear about your guys' experience with that Xbox. I was the idiot who did not think to pre-order this, thinking, oh, there'll be an abundance of it. Boy, have I been it wrong. It never is. <laughs> I have been so wrong. I mean, I have scoured the ends of the earth and have found nothing. I just finally gave up and said, you know what, let's just play what we have now and uh, pray that come December for my birthday and Christmas, uh, one magically shows up. I tell your wife I'm gonna send her a couple chats here. Oh, she was pissed. I was looking uh, <laughs> online, and she was like, "Why do you always do this? You never give anyone the opportunity to buy you something." Like you don't understand. This is a new console. I need it, and I can't find it. And now I hate the world and everyone in it. Well, your, your birthday's <laughs> not far off, so maybe you can hold off a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, see, with you guys, you guys got Xbox, and I mean, as much as I want that one, I want the PS5 a little bit more too, just because. I mean, that's what I grew up with is PS5. Mm -hmm. So, but we'll get into that. So, absolutely. Uh, I guess that's a good segue into what we've been playing. Uh, we all picked up Valhalla, the newest addition to Assassin's Creed Universe. Uh, like I said last episode, I'm not like too keen on the uh, the AC crowd here, um, but I know you guys are. So, I mean, what's your first impressions of it? We'll let the elderly statesman take it here, Steve. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, yeah, so like Todd said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of the Assassin's Creed series. It's probably my favorite series of, of any, so uh, that's saying something because I play a lot of video games. Uh, I have finished them all, uh, so I went into Valhalla kind of really pumped. I'm approximately 15 hours in, and before I tell you guys kind of my first thoughts on it, we will have a, an episode at some point where we actually like review it, but uh, when I played the last two, Origins and Odyssey, I... It took me a while before I really started like falling in love with the game. Uh, 
Now, I liked it, of course, because it's Assassin's Creed, but I'm at that point in Valhalla where there were some things I had issues with, but I could see myself kind of it, it getting better as I play more. So 15 hours in, my first thoughts are, first of all, um, it looks beautiful. Uh, of course, I'm playing on the Xbox Series X, so that's already a big jump in quality. But I will say it's not the prettiest game I've played on my Series X. I'll talk about that a little bit more when we talk about our other what plays. Uh, I like the fighting style. It's a little bit similar to Odyssey and Origins. And I, I dig that style. And I'm happy they brought back the, um, the Hidden Blade, which I think is a really cool tool and a fun way to get go into camps and try to sneak around. Because I like that aspect of Assassin's Creed. Um, the world, so it takes place in Norway and in England, at least 15, 15 hours in so far. That's actually telling the guys off air. So I live in Canada and I feel that Norway and England, at least in this game, kind of look like Canada. You know, it's kind of a, it's a Norway is very snowy, uh, England a little less so, it's kind of like more fall. And I, in a way, it's really cool because I can relate to what it looks like. But in a way, it's kind of a knock on it for me because there's nothing new, you know, in Odyssey, it was the beautiful like islands of Greece. And then you had uh, just the amazing Egyptian landscape and origins and a bunch of the other games are places I've never been. So uh, that's something that's actually kind of surprisingly bumming me out a little bit. It's I, other than it being beautiful because of the graphic power of the series X, I'm a little bummed out in the regard that it's a little too familiar to me. Um, I like the main character of uh, Eivor. Uh, I'm playing it, so I'm playing it the way that the game intended, which I'm playing both female and male Eivor. But 15 hours in, I've never played the male version of him, so I don't know where he comes in. But so right now, she's been a female the whole time, and I do like her, but I don't feel a huge connection to her yet, and that's probably because I'm not playing the story part too much. I'm playing the side quests a lot, and uh, yeah, overall, it's a great game. Uh, not my favorite Assassin's Creed so far, but like I said, I think I need more time. I'm still unlocking new types of missions and figuring out how everything works. I mean, there's a lot, a lot in this game. So uh, yeah, I'm excited to review it like fully once I've done probably more around 40, 50 hours. But uh, those are my first thoughts. What do you guys think? Take it away, Amanda. All right, before I dive into my perspective of AC, I just wanted to quickly touch on the fact that I purchased Watch Dogs 3. And I've got to be honest, the opening was pretty damn cool. It was kind of like a uh, James Bond 007 type feeling playing the intro to that game. But it hasn't really quite captured me yet. I kind of went into it thinking the idea of playing multiple characters is going to be super cool. I mean, every NPC is essentially someone you could recruit, but it hasn't really gotten me yet. Um, I played it for maybe about two or three hours and I haven't picked it back up yet, mainly because Assassin's Creed, you know, finally got to my house a few days later than uh, launch day. Uh, but I plan on getting back into Watch Dogs 3, maybe after I finish Assassin's Creed and uh, some new, uh, new content that just dropped for Division 2. But to circle back, I echo what uh, Steve is saying. Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been quite the adventure. I mean, if you don't mind me asking, Steve, 16 hours in, how much have you actually accomplished in the 16 hours? Um, so I finished 
the all of the missions in Norway that were at the level of a beginning character, because there are two sections in Norway. There's a beginning level and a really, really high level. So I didn't yeah. finish those. Uh, so I did, but I did finish everything in Norway. I did my first raid. I started building up my um, my town in England, but like I only built two buildings because I've only done one raid. Um, the blacksmith in the bureau. <laughs> Uh, actually, no, <laughs> I didn't no, realize no, okay. I, I did the blacksmith because you have to. That's like the, the mission to kind of teach you how it's, how it's, what you have to do there. Yeah. What's the second building that I built? It wasn't the bureau, but I regretted it. So that'll be the next one. <laughs> um, it was either like a trading one or, yeah, I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the reason, the reason why I asked is because, I mean, you're 16 hours in. I'm about, uh, I'd say about 11 hours in. And, I have spent so much time doing side quest type things that I forget that there's a main quest to take. And I, as much as I want to get the main story done, it's like the experience. That's what Assassin's Creed does. It's, it, it makes you just dive into the experience. Um, so six, I, I took, I took at least two hours playing the stupid little side missions of the, the, the games that they had in Norway back then, the drinking games. Oh my gosh, man. <laughs> those are, those are frustrating, but fun. Um, but so far Valhalla, I love it. Uh, it was a little bit of a slow start for me. The combat was something that I just had to get used to. I know Steve, you were saying that it's pretty similar to Odyssey and Origins. There are little differences. I mean, the whole parry, uh, to defend yourself. I had to get used to it again. I have no idea why, but that shit was hard. I was frustrated a few times. I died at least 10 times in the game already playing it on normal difficulty, which is embarrassing to say out loud. Um, I've run into some glitches. I don't know if you have Steve. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there's regular, like kind of little glitches, like people floating a little bit and, uh, Witching out. yeah, nothing. Those like minor ones I can overlook, especially for a new game, this size. But the game did straight up like break three times. Uh, once <laughs> I had to actually reload the game, and twice oh, that I had to um, fast travel somewhere else because uh, Avor was stuck in an animation and I couldn't get out of it. Uh, just today, I, I played a little bit and I was in a tower and I was gonna assassinate someone from the from like inside the tower through the window. But I guess she didn't go through the window. She went through the, the wall <laughs> instead. And then she got stuck in her animation inside the wall. And I just oh, couldn't shit. move anymore. So I had to actually go to a nearby uh, tower so I can go back <laughs> and finish and that, that area. So, yeah. And see, the one thing that I ran into so far was during a cutscene with Valka in the very beginning. As I was watching the cutscene, she kept spazzing out like it was an animus glitch or something. And at first it was kind of like, okay, no big deal. But after seeing it multiple times, like, oh man. But, you know, you got to give it to Ubisoft, give credit where it's due. I mean, a lot of this game was done during COVID, a lot of the polishing at least. So um, it goes without saying a lot of big AAA games have glitches even to this day. So I, I'm for the most part, look past it, but love the game. It looks beautiful. I've never had such a hard time trying to pronounce names. I mean, oh my gosh, it's insane. Um, the one thing I'm addicted to doing right now is sync points. Ever since Assassin's Creed 1, I've always made sure to travel to every sync point area. And that's what I've been spending a lot of my time doing right now is just getting these fast travel sync points. Love the game. It's beautiful. The story hasn't quite picked up for me yet. But again, I'm only 10 hours in, so I can't really say too much as 
you know, I don't know where it's going. I know that I'm having fun raiding. I'm having fun being a Viking. And like you see, I did choose the animus option and I have yet to play as the, the male portion either. So um, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, that's where I'm at. Hopefully we'll get Assassin's Creed done here by the end of the month. What about you, Todd? Uh, about five or six hours in. Um, like the other ones, this one hasn't grabbed me and it sounds like I'm not alone in that one yet. Um, I'm disappointed. Have you guys unlocked Leap of Faith yet? Yes. Yeah. Okay, because I'm super fucking frustrated every time I have to climb down a mountain. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, gosh There's, damn it. Have you read on how to uh, jump off without taking damage yet? No. How do you do that? So if you're at a high point and you don't want to scale back down until they patch it, I don't know if they're going to. If you jump off the building and right before you hit the ground, you press uh, R2 or the right trigger, you do the heavy attack and you take zero damage. Oh, I'm going to do that so, next time then. <laughs> yeah, I, I tested it out quite a few times and it worked. So <laughs> food for thought. All right, cool. Uh, that'll help. Um, like Steve said, I wasn't blown away by the graphics. I was a little bit let down because I, I was expecting it to be like next generation thing, which we'll talk about, I guess, Xbox later. Um, but it didn't blow me away, to be honest with you. Excuse me. And um uh, I don't really like the singing aspect in the boats. I thought Odyssey as well as Black Flag uh, blows this one out of the water. Just it's those are a lot more fun to hang out with your dudes on the ship, especially in Odyssey when like you see another boat and you board them. That was yeah. always really fun. I don't know if that picks up later, but I love that aspect in Odyssey when your 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 homies are like getting pumped up, like hitting their hitting their shields and they cheer for you and stuff. That's super cool. Um, I picked the dude option. So I've only been a dude because I guess you can only be a dude once you pick dude option. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to keep playing it because not that it looks bad. Like I wasn't blown away, but it still looks pretty damn good. Um, but I'm happy, though, to hear that you guys aren't like floored by it because it makes me feel a little bit better because I was like, oh, if I don't like it, blah, 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 you know. But it sounds like you guys aren't like 100 percent into it. yet, nope. So that's good. I I mean, with Odyssey and Origins, that pretty much captured you a little in the beginning. You know, you're pretty excited, yeah. like you said. You get that, oh, this, this is a good feeling, you know, especially, like you said, uh, boarding the ships and mm -hmm. getting that pumped up. This is a lot different. Um, it, it's a slow start, but how many, how many like, TV series have we watched where it starts off slow and totally blows up into something great? I mean, Game of Thrones being one of them, right? Uh, yeah, until so, the final season. <laughs> Yeah, shut up. That was a great season. I don't care what you what? said. <laughs> I loved it. The final it season? It was good, but we're not here to talk All about right. TV shows. It was just a comparison, okay? So so I, with with Steve's comparison <laughs> to Canada being disappointed, I'm actually with him with that, but for a different reason, because I watched the show, The, uh, the Viking Show, okay. on, a, on History Channel. So, like, I've seen all these areas as well in the show um, pretty religiously. So nothing, it's nothing new. It's not, it's not Athens or Sparta or whatever. Um, and I honestly don't know how much time I'll put in this game once Cyberpunk comes out because I'm assuming that's going to take all my time. You got to finish it, dude. <sighs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, I know, I know how I know how you are. Once you start getting burnt out in a game, you're done with it. You don't even think about it again. You got to finish it. Yeah, I don't know. I got nothing but time right now, so maybe hey, I will. Power through it, baby. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, but that's my initial uh, initial thoughts. Nothing to you know instantly turn me off. Um, also, Mondo, well, I mean, <laughs> I did bang a chick in this game already. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys uh, see the side quest where, well, it must be different for you guys since you guys are girls, but 
there's this lady that um like hid one of her combs and whoever finds it gets to bang her oh yeah i did that one <laughs> yeah. I, my, mine didn't bang her though she just like oh really yeah, she's kind it of... was the it was the didn't it just allude to it that you yeah, it, it yeah you don't see anything yeah okay because in the other games it's very clear when you're banging someone oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh fuck dude it was no no hold <laughs> bar i'll never forget the dildo mission from odyssey oh my god yeah what <laughs> yeah yeah there was a mission in uh in assassin's creed odyssey where you had to go and get this artifact for one of the uh allies that you have and it turns out, I don't remember the exact word for it, but it, it was basically a dildo quest. You have to go get the dildo from the chick who was using it. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was hilarious. And that's the thing. These games have like uh, those those little instances of humor and stuff embedded in it. So, um, yeah, dude, it's, a, it's at least an 80-hour game. So I'm in it for the mm -hmm. long haul. Yeah, and th that dude like in the Odyssey, like after he's like, Total hey, perfect. you know, you brought me the dildo. You want to use it? Yeah, <laughs> so he, he did. <laughs> you have a choice to use it or not. And that same guy brings you into an orgy and is like, hey, let's, let's mess around with everyone. And it's just the Odyssey version of the special. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is, there, is there a mini game where you stick the dildo up your ass? No, no that would that'd probably be in Grand Theft Auto. Well, it was Greece. That's true. <laughs> so, that's true. true. Um, a couple uh, questions for you guys. So one of the things yeah. that really frustrates me about this game um, is... Often I'll look, you know, I'm going to go get a, like a collectible or something or a treasure chest or whatever it is. And for the life of me, I can't fucking find how to get to it. I'll, I'll it doesn't be, track I'll, it. Yes. No, I'll, I'll walk around it. I'll walk under it. I'll walk. I'll be on the other side of the wall of it. I'll be climbing a building above it. But Underwater. I can't find how, where that stupid thing is, you know. Are you guys running into that a lot? Yeah. So what I've run across, and this is specifically with the side missions, is for whatever reason, you undertake the side mission and it doesn't track for you. Like if you recall back in Odyssey um, and Origins, you would take up a side mission and it would say like, follow this person with a little icon over them. This game doesn't have that. It's like, I've, I can't tell you how many side quests I've started. And I'm like, all right, what do I do next? And I'm mm -hmm. like, maybe I'll just follow this guy because I mean, he's going somewhere. It doesn't say to do it. And sure enough, you follow them and it's the continuation of the quest. Now, as far as finding the chest and stuff, I did run into that a lot, Steve, but uh, I've kind of just thought, okay, it's either a combination of shooting an arrow at something, breaking something or blowing it up. And so far I've been pretty damn successful or I just Google it. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that for sure. <laughs> no, uh, no I'm, I'm right there with you and there was a side quest where i talked to a dude and he's like he said something and i'm like well what do i do and i walked by him and he's like make sure you get a big beast i'm like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> and then i walked over and i saw a bear and i killed it i'm like is that it but like no and so i don't know what to do still <laughs> oh it's the one that you had to oh, okay that one you have to there's two bears fighting nearby i killed both of those guys you have to attract the bear and it comes chasing after you back to that guy and he's supposed to kill it to reclaim his glory or something like that well, 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 okay. or or it's the one where you have to fight like a giant deer i i, I oh, killed the I, deer I did that one the big white deer yeah well yeah so I, that's so that that's something they did on the game on purpose i remember them talking about it when they uh were first presenting the game because they they said it's more immersive but i disagree because then you're just looking for yeah. no reason like just walking around, around and yeah and i wonder right. if that has to do with the options from the beginning you remember how you can choose different options uh, no because I, I took the one that points you to the most things me too okay and just because it doesn't affect like you know the game it's just that i don't have to look for stuff you know i i can finish it quicker but still it 
doesn't show you anything. Well, that's good to know because I chose the middle option and it's the same thing for me. <laughs> I, I have a question about the bird. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but in Odyssey, there was a button to zoom in and mark stuff. Yeah, Can you not that, do that they this took time? That out. Ah, oh, so annoying. I find the bird actually yes. kind of useless. In this. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't do shit for you anymore, basically. I, I absolutely agree because there's so many times I've used that raven thinking, okay, I'll highlight the enemy patrols and it doesn't highlight them. I'm like, then what's the purpose of the bird? Because yeah. even when it shows you like a circle area of where you're supposed to go, you can't highlight the objective there. Right. So you're still, I found myself using that Odin site a lot more than I've ever done in oh, any Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, the bird's useless. I never use it anymore. It's just yeah. Unless I'm, I'm it, bummed out. Yeah, no, it was super helpful because both Origins and Odyssey uh, made big use of the bird, but this one. Yeah, like like why have it if you can't mark stuff? Like it's it's exactly. pointless now. Maybe uh, it's something you unlock later on. I don't know. Maybe yeah. it'll patch it. And that brings me to my biggest complaint with this game. Um, I so in this one, to level up, you have this grid where you spend points and you choose kind of three paths. And from there, it kind of opens new paths. There's no reason for them not to show you the entire grid. So you know where you're going, because right now you're just essentially putting points into blind spots, hoping that something good's going to pop up at some point. You mean the skill tree? The skill tree. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, why wouldn't they show you everything? You could obviously look it up online, which is what I did, but isn't that the whole point of doing the mm. skill tree is okay. So I want to do a more stealthy guy. So, because I want that ability, but to get to that ability, I need to do this, 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 this first, but no, it's just completely blind. You have no idea what abilities are out there. It's, it's so ridiculous. Makes no point. No sense. I, I was okay with it at first, but then as I started getting into it, the same thing, Steve, because it's like not just investing the points into it and finding out mysteriously what comes next, but some of those passive skills, like it would be nice to know what you're going to get ahead of time. You know, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean that I could do without it. I prefer the way that it was in Odyssey and origins where it just showed it to you, you poured your points in it and, and just go about your way again. I'm only 10 hours in maybe, and they haven't done any really big patches for it. So maybe it changes. I don't know. Um, but I mean, I'm enjoying it for the most part. It's Assassin's Creed. I, I like all of them, even the worst of ones that people hate. So um, I've heard good, nothing but good things. So I'm kind of hoping it, it gets me there sooner than later. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I, I'm not enjoying myself. To me, this is still in the top tier Assassin's Creed game. Uh, but, but it needs some work. It, it needs some work still. But that could also be just a time thing, right? Uh, a lot of things aren't unlocked yet. A lot of my abilities aren't unlocked. And already 15 hours in, I'm enjoying it more than I was in hour five, for example. Exactly. So, yeah, that, that was yeah. a slow start. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I think by the time we actually review it, I'll get a better idea of where my feelings are towards it. You got another game too, Todd, don't you? I do. I actually been playing uh, three games in this Damn. quarantine I've been on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So another brand new title was Call of Duty uh, Cold War. And like I said in the first episode, I'm a huge Call of Duty fan. Not so much multiplayer anymore because I suck, uh, but I'm really invested in the stories and this one is no different. Um, you follow some operatives from the US that are attempting to stop a mad Russian guy from detonating like 30 nukes that the US had planted in, Russia, in uh, Europe to stop a potential Russian invasion. So if their ass is kicked, 
they light off these 30 nukes and destroy the army. Um, but then the Russian finds out and blah, blah, blah. We're going from there. Um, my, it's, it's the best game so far out of the two new games I have for uh, the Series X. It looks awesome. I had no glitches. Um, the lighting is so good. Um, the only, my biggest gripe is one, it's short, but I know they focus on multiplayer now. It's only six, six to eight hours long. Um, and then the, the AI needs a, it, it needs an update, man. Like it feels like the last, uh, two or three call of duties had the same exact AI and you still have those problems where an AI will be like five feet away from you. And instead of trying to kick, like knock your ass out, he's reloading his weapon, you know, like something like that. Just what difficulty are you on? um regular okay if yeah i'll eventually go up to the highest one so i can try to 100 percent it um but at least right now they're just standing there reloading their weapons and shit not all the time it's just like some instances you know but yeah. um story-wise though it's fucking great man it's like a 80s action movie the music it's is fast. perfect like 80s 80s pop music playing at all times is really cool better you than know? blood dragon um well yeah i would say because this is like i guess more traditional blood dragon was the best it's pretty good but um <laughs> no there's you go to vietnam and you relive stuff like that and like typical black ops there's a lot of twists and turns there's a lot of like betrayals and um stuff that's happening on the surface is not necessarily happening happening in real life for you um and you go to this one mission is so freaking cool where you go to a russian russian training base that's a replica of what a U.S. city would look like. So you have arcades, movie theaters, um, shit like that, and you fight on the streets. It's really badass. Um, overall, really good. A little bit too heavy on the twists, even though I like them. But is at one point, it's like, really, another twist? Um, but something that I've never seen in Call of Duty is there's multiple endings now in the sense that if you don't make one decision, you lose a complete level. So you lose, like, you know, 45 minutes of gameplay, potentially. Um, How do you so I feel went, about that? I think it's cool. I went back and played both of them. Um, so you're able to go back and get the endings you didn't get before? I mean, yeah. If you replay a mission, you just you just select a different option. Like when you're being interrogated, gotcha. you lie to them instead of telling them the truth. Gotcha. And if you lie, like one of the the missions is fucking brutal. Like you set up <laughs> your own you set up your own team, um, and you basically just murder them. Like you hunt them down. It's fucking cool. Um. Yeah, overall, I would give it a solid like 8.5, 8.75 out of 10. Could be a little bit longer, um, but that's, you know, with, with first-person shooters, usually they're focused on a multiplayer now, which I tried out and I just wasn't into. And see, what I when you told me you were playing that game, you know, I, I like I said in the first episode, I suck at first-person shooters. Story-driven part, not so bad because I don't have to worry about the 10-year-old killing me all the time. But I watched some of that gameplay and there's that, I think it's one of the first missions where you end up at the airport and there's that car chasing stuff. Games like that are amazing when they have like this large scale part of the game, you know, where mm -hmm. things are blowing up, shooting, going everywhere. It's chaotic. You're in yep. the middle of it. Stuff like that is amazing. And some of the games I've played like Uncharted, some Assassin's Creed games have had large scales like that. I miss that in those games. And seeing that mission makes me want to play games like call of duty but then knowing that the story is only like eight hours long that's where it's kind of like man do you really want to pay 60 bucks for 70 eight bucks hours? now 70 bucks for eight hours i mean it's almost 10 bucks an hour man yeah i mean replayability is there for achievements 
Um, so you're probably stretching that to about 12 hours, but then, yeah, if you're not playing multiplayer, is it worth full price? Probably not. Um, to compare it to Modern Warfare, the last one, that story, Modern Warfare is superior just because it's it's more gritty and it's longer, and I fucking love that story in that one. I know um, they'd never do it, but it would be nice to buy a Call of Duty game where you have the option of buying it for the single-player story and the multiplayer or one or the other, man. Um, that'd be awesome. Because I would definitely – I would buy a story-driven Call of Duty game after seeing this one and the previous title, the newer one that they just came out with. Yeah, my um, Warfare. Yeah, that house mission. Holy oh, shit, so good. <laughs> that was that, – that, that would – that was crazy yeah the house mission on that one it, they have an achievement where you have to one shot everybody without taking damage oh gosh and it fucking took me like 50 tries but it was so good <laughs> the graphics look amazing on that and like i said it makes me want to play it if i ever get an xbox here soon so yeah no but cold war uh it really showcases what the xbox can do and if that's how if this is an early example i can't wait to see what they do in two years it's going to be like you can only go up from this point. Hopefully. Have you guys had any? Uh, oh, well, we'll talk about it in the review. Never mind. All right. Do you guys have any other games you've been playing? Uh, uh, I got, I got go ahead, one more series that. Uh, so, have you guys ever heard of a company called Artiflex Monday? Never. Never. Okay. So, it's this uh, gaming company that makes essentially like puzzle games that kind of resemble uh, escape rooms. Uh, where you kind of have you start in one room and you have to put stuff together and then do a few puzzles that which brings you to other rooms and so on and so forth. Uh, the games are about five hours long, I'd say, and they have a whole bunch of them. Uh, my wife really, really loves those games, and for some reason she just never like wanted to play them. But when I got my Series X, she's like, "Oh, I'd like to play something." Of course, I'm like, of course, now you want to play something that I want to play a fucking series. Uh, hey, you got to share that shit, dude. She'll let you get an 85-inch TV. Right. She'll let you, she let you get the Xbox Series X. Come on, man. You got to give a little. Right. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I gave her the, the first. So, they usually come in trilogies. So, this one we played is called Into the Deep. Uh, it's kind of a scarier version of uh, their puzzles. And we played the, she finished the first two in the last week. And I, I fucking love these games. If you're into puzzles and you're into escape rooms, I highly recommend anything that Artflex Monday does. Uh, Nightmares of the Deep, that's what it's called, not Into the Deep. Nightmares of the Deep is something I would highly recommend. It's just a really well-paced, uh, well-made puzzle game. And there, there's a bunch of them. Like they make a ton of games. So. Uh, that's what I would highly recommend. And my wife's really loving him. She can't wait to play the third one and then move on to uh, a next series, which is going to be probably a series called Enigmatis. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to highlight that if you're into puzzle games, to check out this company, Artiflex Monday. And they're on all the systems. So whatever you play on, you should be able to access these games. I'll have to take a look at it, but I can guarantee you'll probably rage quit a few times <laughs> with puzzle games. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah, they're not I mean, that hard though so what was that game on uh regular nintendo bubble bubble or something like that uh me it was that? adventures of lolo on uh the nes so, where you was... shoot the different color balls up in the yeah that, that's bubble bubble yeah oh uh, yeah see games like that they're kind of like that like tetris i mean they're fun for like the first two easy rounds but then you have to start using your brain and that's where i fail <laughs> 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 yeah i'm good <laughs> yeah 
I and real quick, um, I've actually they just released the uh, what they call Manhunt Target in Division Two. It's the last and final one before you unlock the overall boss. That's the way Division. The way they're doing it is every month or so they give you a bunch of high value targets. So you have to uh, defeat four targets before you get the main high value target. So today they dropped the fourth and final one. So I played that a little bit today. I found a new setting on my 4K TV, which is probably the actual 4K part of it. And uh, I was mesmerized by seeing that game on there. So I've been playing that. It's kind of hard to juggle more than one game. So I've been trying to spread equal time between AC and Division. I'm trying to get away from it for the sake of this podcast to stop playing the Division 2 exclusively. Oh, the nerve makes you happy. You make me happy. I know that. That's why we're talking right now. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Uh, I got got one more that I was 100% surprised that I would A, even try downloading and B, be super into and it's Gears Pokemon? Tactics. Well, Pokemon, <laughs> of course. Pokemon. I have all my Pokemon games still. <laughs> I bet you do. Um, Pikachu, I choose you. No, but it's Boom. Gears Tactics. And uh, it came out early this year. I downloaded it because right when I got the Series X, I was browsing Game Pass. And I saw it, downloaded it. And it is a turn-based strategy game, which I haven't played in a long time. Any kind of game like that where, you know, you make your moves and the enemy goes and so on and so on. Um very heavy on strategy you have to position your 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 fighters and balance if they're having grenades or medical grenades or um, a lancer pistol and so on and so on go on different types of missions like you can go rescue other cog soldiers cog uh, soldiers cog soldiers cog <laughs> cog oh sorry sorry <laughs> or you can you know destroy uh, locust bases things like that and it, I, man um there's three chapters um, and there's maybe 10 to 15 uh, sections in each chapter. And I'm on chapter three. And so I'm like 75% done. And I love it. Um, it's great. Man, the, the story is awesome. It's set one year after uh, the first game where uh, they use the hand. What's that? Emergence day? Yeah, but in the first game, they do the oh, hammer, the hammer gone. Right. Yeah. So it's set, a, uh, set one year after the, the, the cog tried to destroy the locust with a hammer gone, but it fails. And you play a character that you haven't seen before, and he's going around trying to kill this one high-value target. I forget his name, but he's like a a locust that like does a bunch of like genetic experimentation and shit like that. And Maria? yeah, holy fuck, that scared me. <laughs> it came out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm like, what is that? We just watched that fucking scary movie. Let's do that shit, Maria. <laughs> I love you, Maria. Um, but yeah. Um. Dude, you're- <laughs> oh damn it but uh God damn it dom <laughs> this game's great man like they talk shit the whole time to the locusts like prepare for assholes and shit like that <laughs> it's uh it's great i highly recommend it especially if you're a gears fan so gears tactics uh game pass you cannot go wrong yeah, i actually played uh mission 1.1 because if you played it in the first week which was the launch week of the series x it gave you an exclusive character for gears 5 which i play a lot um so yeah that's why i played it and it's it's not my type of game i I just don't like uh the turn-based strategy game like that neither do i yeah but i know it didn't didn't capture me this one Uh, Uh, because it's gears Uh, i love the cutscenes and everything but it just didn't capture me i just i was just eager to get through the chapter 1.1 so i could get my character and then 
move along but uh maybe i'll try it again one day you know i wasn't giving a fair shot it was really just to get that character and then move on to valhalla damn it steve we finally get todd happy once and you have to go and <laughs> fuck it up <laughs> i'll just climb back into my hole yeah <laughs> damn it anyways next trivia right oh shit yeah let me pull up the scores for everybody here oh man bom, bom, bom. which is pretty easy because it is todd myself in the lead with three. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, i don't do that anymore mondo so you don't do that anymore no, i'm not allowed to <laughs> I, did, get in I, trouble? Just, I just do a deep grumble uh yeah, <laughs> yeah the, 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 the editor gave him shit for it <laughs> maria <laughs> all right so todd is at three steve's at two and mondo in the rear with a, num- a big solid number one. Ooh. So one, two, and three. Uh, fuck, let's do it. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. I'll go first. All right. I, I have to remember. Here it is. I found it. All right. Due to the fact that we just had some brand new systems drop, I've got an old system question. Ooh. So this one, I'll take a ballpark figure for what was the cost of the NES at launch, two forty nine. Uh, I'd say it's more like three forty nine. The cost of the NES at launch for the basic model, which is what I'll base this off of, was eighty nine ninety nine. Whoa! Whoa! Really? <laughs> that is that so was cheap. With, with no game. If you wanted it with a game, it was ninety nine ninety nine. Oh, Super dude. Mario Bros. I was thinking about that as I was uh, looking at the system prices for these new ones. I was like, holy shit, dude. But I guess with inflation and stuff, it'd be higher, right? But All right. Did, did we need to have the exact price, Mondo, or was it closest to them? Closest, but you were both way off, so sorry. So no one gets the point? Okay. No one. That's that's surprisingly cheap, but yeah, definitely. What what year was that? Like it came out in 84, 80... 86, depending on. Yeah, I, think it was, I didn't even write it down, but I think it was wow. 80. Let's see, I was born in 86, so I think it was 84. Yeah. Someone Google what $84 in 1984 <laughs> costs now. It'd be like about $210. That's still not terrible. That's not, that's not bad. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, you got like two pixels on there. <laughs> yeah, but you thought it was the shit? <clears throat> Hell yeah, I did. I still do. Even the retro ones are pretty <clears throat> badass. All right, boys and girls. Ready for my next trivia question. I think or my so. first one, actually. Your first All right. One. <laughs> what game is about a boy searching for his sister while trying to avoid what? Oh, it's a Shadow of the Colossus. Incorrect. Yeah. While trying to avoid traps and creepy creatures. Um, a boy. A boy searching for his sister while trying to avoid traps and creepy creatures. Hmm. It's got a very dark look. It's a side scroller. Uh, I can picture it, but I can. Oh my Came god! Came out within the the last like, ten years. Yeah, it was on three hundred and sixty, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, was <laughs> it? Uh... Oh fucking shit! I can picture the box, but I, can't, I don't remember what the game was called. Uh, something side scroller. Something brothers. No, no, it's called Limbo. Limbo. Is he really looking no. for a sister? 
I yeah, I believe so. I think so. <laughs> I fucked up. Uh, I don't think so. I played. Well, I don't think he would. I played through Limbo like three times. <laughs> I don't really? remember his sister being part of this. Hold on, let me fucking look at the game plot. If I fucked he mixed up, then it I with another game. game. It's possible, but it's been a long time. But yeah, Limbo. That was a great fucking game. That's not the That's game a... I had in mind though at all. Uh, da, 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 da. I should probably wait for the question to be asked. <laughs> I'm trying to beat Steve. <laughs> Fuck, I, th- I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that at all, to be honest with you. Okay, well, I'll give you guys another one. All right. Let me, let me figure it out real quick. Okay. Limbo is ready? a puzzle platform video game developed by blah, 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 blah. Oh, I thought I was looking for, no, I thought I was looking for a sister. But oh, you're I'm right. Just... The player guides an unnamed boy through dangerous environments and traps as he searches for his sister. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't remember that yeah. at all. Great cool. game, though. Fucking great game. Yeah. All right. You guys ready? This is an easy one, so you're gonna have to be quick. Yes, sir. Oh, shit. Mute him. Mute him. <laughs> Todd, you're, you're on mute. Nice try, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, in which movie was Super Mario Brothers three revealed for the first time? Super Mario. Which Brothers three? In which movie? Yeah. Super Mario movie? No, that's wrong. No. No. In which not movie? Easy. <laughs> yeah. Man, Steve. Oh, I thought that uh, was an easy one. <laughs> shit. I don't even know when the hell Super Mario 3 was released. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Oh. Um, wait, fuck, to, I know it. You have to wait. Let, let, I know, I know, I know. I, I fucking know it. <laughs> Damn it. I don't know it. Uh, I, I'm just going to go. I don't no, know it. Go. Is it Wizard? That's right. <laughs> yes. I remember right. fucking what's this face from fucking um I can't think of anything right now. The, it, the, it's uh it's Fred it's Fred Savage. There you go, Fred Savage from freaking <laughs> I don't think I've ever even seen Wonder Wizard. Years. Wonder oh. Years, there you go. So 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 the movie's about uh a guy who travels with his brother to California to play in a video game tournament. Oh it's a fucking cool movie. The final is the first reveal of Super Mario Three which no one had ever oh, played damn. at that point. And that's how they revealed the game back then. That's kind of cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And there's a lot of about... like, NES references in it. Like, uh, he takes up the, the, this bully takes up the power glove and he puts it on <laughs> and he's like, it's so bad. As in... Didn't Freddy Krueger use the uh, power glove too? He did, yeah. He yeah. Did. yeah. <laughs> Part six. Freddy's you forgot dead. the power glove. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! All right, that, was, that was my easy question too. The other ones might. Really yeah, I got it. I got it. Damn it! All we right. should. Uh, that that reminds me. We should do a segment like a video game movie segment. That'd be cool. Yeah, for sure. Maybe a top five one day. Yeah. Adam Sandler's movie, whatever it was called. Oh fuck, Pixels. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> because like my kids movie. watched it so much. <laughs> Those movies aren't too bad. Adam Sandler's movies. Uh, they have some you, funny humor. You know for what us. you get now with his movies. Yeah, exactly. At least I don't have to pay for it on Netflix like I would at the movie theaters. Oh, yeah. All right. You guys ready? Yes, sir. How much time or how much, how many years was there between the launch of the NES and SNES? Uh, we going closest? Nine. Closest, yeah. Nine years? Wow, I was way under that. I was thinking three. Is that you guys' final answers? Yes. God damn it, give Todd the point. Yes! Really? Just three? It was four years. 
closest. <laughs> yeah, I know. I looked at that too. It always intrigues me about, uh, you know, the time elapsed between systems, especially with the launches of these ones. So I was like, I wonder, I remember as a kid, the NES and now the SNES and how much time was in between this four years. I was like, Oh shit. It's time goes differently when you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, man. It seemed like four lifetimes. Seriously. Yeah. Now we have like, we had the Xbox one, Xbox one S one X series X series S. It's like, <laughs> fuck. yeah, you get like five different versions within the same launch period. Seriously. Yeah. All right. My second question is, um, whoever's closest, how much money has the Mario franchise grossed all time? That includes Mario Kart and everything in between. Fucking Not hell. the movies, just game stuff. I'm going with $5 billion. Okay. I'm going to go $2 billion. Technically, Mondo's closest. The answer is thir- the answer is thirty two point four billion. Jesus. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> wow, that's a lot of money. That's a fuck ton of money for Mario. There's a, you know Mario. To remember the Mario Golf on Nintendo sixty four. I yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> that one was fun, dude. In tennis and all that stuff, those games were fun on the sixty four. Oh yeah, even the soccer on like yeah, he had he had great games. I can't tell you how many calluses I took off my hand from playing Mario Party, trying to reel in oh, the, fucking, uh, yeah. the fishing game and yeah, trying yeah, to reel yeah. in with the joystick. <laughs> that was an automatic circular incision into your thumb. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, keeping into our reveal theme, which is my theme for tonight. Oh. Uh-oh. Reveal Wait. yourself, Steve. <laughs> this, this is an easy one. I, I think this is a really easy one, so be quick about it. Which Ooh, celebrity okay. revealed the, the original Xbox? The Rock. Uh, um, my reign of terror has moved over yeah. to Let's XP. <laughs> no kidding. Damn it. And he, Dwayne he did, The Rock Johnson. Yeah, he just did the whole thing for the Series X. He donated a bunch to a hospital. Talk about like a transformation, man. The Rock used to be like fuck it. a kind of like a fuck boy. Yeah. <laughs> now so, he's just then, like a beast. So f- funny like story the, about The Rock. Uh, I was a huge wrestling fan in the 90s. Me too. And I went to this event. There was a celebrity softball game. And it was the WWE or WWF at the time versus like our local radio station. And the wrestlers were doing autographs. And one of the people who was supposed to be there was The Rock. And when I got there, I was told, oh, The Rock couldn't make it. It's going to be Goldust instead. I was so happy. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck wants to meet the, the, the Rocky Maivia? Because he, he had just started. I'm like, I remember I, that. I don't get. I don't care about that, dude. I'm so happy it's gold dust. You know? I'll look at him. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I could have had the rocks autograph, but now I'm like stuck with the. Uh, and gold. I dust remember that fucking that Monday Night Raw episode. It was a Monday Night Raw episode, right? Where they announced him, Rocky Maivia, no, and he came uh, out. It was actually at Survivor Series '96. Something. His first appearance yeah. in that fucking. When he used to have that little blue, uh, sponge like, hair on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the blue like <laughs> tore up right brown like tribal wear. Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, that that dude, that, man. Yeah, yeah no, fuck. Now he's a goddamn beast. He's the biggest action star of the last like ten years almost. Oh, and the biggest. And I will watch period. every one of his movies, man. Those Jumanji uh, movies are yeah. fucking fantastic. Oh, they're great. Yeah, they're great. Surprisingly, the, the first I'm, one is awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm preparing myself to dress up like Jack Black for next Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do it. 
Hey, come look at my penis. <laughs> oh my god. This thing is a crazy. <laughs> I love it. No, Jumanji's a legit like great movie. I part two was a little bit subpar, but one I fucking loved. Yeah. I didn't yeah. think they would be successful with it after uh, Robin Williams' yeah, passing. Okay. I, I was pretty skeptical, like it's gonna suck, but holy shit, man. I it's mean great. granted that I could still never look at that uh, kid actor from uh what was it, Hereditary who's in it? I can yeah. Yeah, yeah, unsee him out of Hereditary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, is it who's up me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Here's my final question. This one might be a softball, so be ready. Uh, who am I and from what game? Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> get out of here. Get to the, the chopper. chopper. Dylan. This A's. CIA's got you pushing too many pencils. You <laughs> son of a bitch. That's not the question. No, oh, I thought I got it. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, who am I and from what game? Psychotic clown driving an ice cream. Uh, black. Arm to the teeth. Black. It's a uh, sweet tooth. Uh, twist the metal. Uh, Oh, shit. I'll give you each a point because you each named one part of it. <laughs> sweet tooth. You said black, black, black. <laughs> I said twisted metal, then I said sweet tooth. Oh, it? you said twist. I didn't hear you say twisted metal. All right. Metal. All right. I'm giving it to Steve. All right. Give it to Steven. I, yeah, I was thinking uh, twisted metal black, but yeah, I can only I, say black. <laughs> yeah. You, what, what is it? Black. Black, <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, but I, I kind of knew what you were going with too because yeah. I, I know that's the last one. But uh, it sucked. Black. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I those love... games for PS One and Two were amazing. Oh fuck yeah, they were number one and two. Like were my jams, man. Even the stories, even as ridiculous as they were, they were fucking cool, man. Spectre, Sweet yep. Tooth, Roadkill. Who was the guy with the the arms for wheels? Oh yeah, uh, fuck. Right. Oh, what was his Axel? name? Axel. Yeah. yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, that was a, those are great fucking games. It, it, it was actually one of my runners up for my uh, for the, our next segment. <laughs> Whoa, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, I have a feeling right. this one's gonna be easy oh, because shit. someone mentioned it already. <laughs> oh shit! Gears of War related. Oh. Uh, what is the name of Dom's missing wife? Maria. Maria. How? Okay, Steve got it, but Mondo, how'd you fuck that up? What? You said it earlier. <laughs> I thought I said it at the same time. No. <laughs> I think there's just a connection issue. <laughs> yeah, right? I think Steve's paying for 400 kilobytes. Well, he's got that good Canadian shit. Right? Uh, you know, don't you know? Yeah. He's got a moose running on a fucking power wheel in the back. <laughs> what's what's talking to boot? <laughs> get the eggnog <laughs> all right all right so th this Damn. is my toughest question tonight um, all right so hopefully you guys can get it i, I i'm still testing out where you guys are on like i know man you're not that much older than us but fuck dude you're hitting us with curveballs over here <laughs> all right speak for yourself motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> you guys ready yes sir when it was <laughs> When it was presented at E3, <laughs> the... God damn. Oh, God. Oh, black. <laughs> All right. All right. You guys, you guys, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 E3, yeah. go. When it was presented for the first time in E3, <laughs> what was the original name for the Connect? 
Oh, uh, switch black. <laughs> <laughs> the connect was project. Uh, was um, it uh, uh, Illuminist uh, Project Natal or something like that? That's correct. It's Project Natal. Okay. Oh gosh, sorry. Woohoo! <laughs> I was I was close. I, I think you're thinking of Illumi Room, which was that other thing that yeah. never came out. Do you, do you remember the guns and stuff for PS? What was it, three or four, with the Joy Cons? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember playing a fighting game with the Joy Cons. Pretty fun. Nothing's better than playing like with the Wii Switch with those Joy Cons and realizing how fucking out of shape you are. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the problem with uh psvr and oculus quest like you have to be dead like ready to fucking sweat oh for sure I'm, yeah my kids are like dad what's wrong with you i'm like dude i'm just I'm trying to bowl i'm trying to bowl <laughs> oh by the way my kids gave me so much shit last week for not knowing the answer um to that minecraft question oh, yeah. oh they, li- they listened to it no i told them i said ah. hey do you guys happen to know what the name is? they're like yeah dad it's alex i'm like dude you might as well say like a dumb shit while you're at it <laughs> dumbass <laughs> Uh, all right so what's the score more? okay mondo coming with one more point, one this point. Week. me with four steve yeah. dropped up magic two which brings the total to todd myself with seven points steve in second place with four and mondo mr slow himself at two yeah, points <laughs> i'm warming up baby i'm warming up <laughs> but mondo now that you uh you're doing trivia like live it's a lot harder when you record than it is when you fucking listen to a podcast, right? right? Yeah, because you're gonna find yourself looking back at it and be like, "Fuck, I knew that the whole yeah, time." Exactly. Yeah. You'll, you'll be yelling black, out black, black, black. 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 <laughs> yep. that's gonna black. <laughs> that's gonna stick with me now. I'm gonna wake up tonight black. black. Yeah. You're gonna hear it in your dreams, right? Oh my gosh, that was funny. Oh boy, no, it's uh, twisted metal. <laughs> <laughs> twisted metal black, damn it. Oh shit, dude! That's funny. Oh boy. All right, all right. What's up next? Top five games to be remastered. Mastered. Wow, I like that effect. <laughs> You're welcome. I did that all by myself. We don't even have to put an edit in there. That's just like <laughs> next level shit right there. You know, you know. Uh, so I figure we just do a round round robin style. Um, whoever Circle would like jerk? to lead off. Yeah, we'll just circle jerk around uh, your top I five games. I love skiing. Well, you can sit in the middle so you can practice. <laughs> <laughs> We're losing Steve. <laughs> yeah, let's let's have Steve start it off then. To pull yeah, us back go into... Steve. All right. So I fucking struggled with this, and the reason I struggled with this is I didn't realize how many of the games I liked already got remastered uh, <laughs> over the years. Uh, I was thinking of like even obscure stuff like the Seventh Guest which is a really cool horror puzzle game from, you know, the probably like 1995, even that fucking got remastered. So it's really struggling to find something that hasn't been remastered. Uh, So this is the five, we're doing all five right away, right? I think Todd wants to circle Uh, jerk it. All right. So I'm going to take the one that I'm going to steal that I think both of you guys probably have on your list first. And that's 2003's Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. I took it off my list. <laughs> Did you? Uh, yeah. Absolutely fantastic game. Uh, it's a Star Wars RPG. It's something that I feel Star Wars games haven't really had since. There's been a lot of cool Star Wars games, but nothing an RPG like that that we've really had since KOTOR and KOTOR 2. And there was actually talk of them remastering it, but it was an unofficial 
remaster and uh, Disney put the kibosh on that. So we never actually got a remaster of this game. And I think it'd be really cool to have a proper Star Wars RPG and why not go to the original and remaster Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. So that's why I picked that one. I got both Black Series figures of Revan sitting in my room right now. Very cool. That game was spectacular, man. Especially because you got a Mandalorian in there. I love Mandalorians. This is the way. Let me see you with your helmet off. <laughs> well, okay. Does he <laughs> you take, take his helmet time. off when he's boning? No, he leaves it on all the so time. He, so he gets an excuse not to go down on Chicksa. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll take over. Uh, mine is a 2010 release on the Xbox 360 originally. And it's called Dante's Inferno. Um, yes. Great it's game. a third-person hack and slash kind of like God of War kind of style. Um, it talks, it, it, it takes the place of the, the famous poem slash book um, or the same name. And it's just awesome, man. You go to hell looking for your wife who committed suicide and you have to go through each level of hell uh, fighting different monsters, super graphic, super fucking like just gross. And they do have it on backwards compatibility, which I replayed it a couple of years ago and it's still awesome. I have the figure too of Dante. Um, the black the six inch figure or whatever yes sir i got mine in the package still uh those are pretty pricey now i know i found it again i was like oh shit when the game released i bought it oh, it's like man. in a it's like in a plastic bag type wrap up that they sold it in oh really yeah that yeah about, fantastic yeah about mine loose for 12 bucks you're loose you're loose um yeah but Dante's inferno needs a remaster i'm surprised i never got a sequel it's an awesome game it's actually going for thirty five sixty four right now. Not bad. Yeah, the one that's the hard backing is eighty nine. I don't have that one. Um, I love that game, dude. Uh, the 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 one that always bothered me there was a level where everything's kind of like inverted and upside down and stuff. Do you mm -hmm. remember that? Yeah, it's like a puzzle where you have to use like the mirrors, kind of. To yeah, is that kind of like I, portal? Yeah, that was that was fun, and I'll never forget the uh, babies that come out of those big uh, demonic boobs. Oh, it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> all right so mine are in no particular order uh for a few of these i actually kind of cheated a little because as specific there wasn't a specific game as more as much as it was the series um but my first one i talked about it briefly last episode and that's the socom series that started from 2002 to 2006 was the last ps2 entry um i love those games i don't did you guys ever play those at all I did uh, a long time ago on probably PS2, but not since. I don't know if you guys have ever like plugged in one of your older systems and like decided to play and be like, oh, these graphics suck and then shut it off. This is that one game that I will hook up my PS2, regardless of how crappy the graphics are, and I will play those games from start to finish all over again. I love SOCOM. That's what got me into these third-person shooters that I'm currently addicted with. All right. Uh, so my next one is from 2007. I played it on the Xbox 360, and that's The Darkness. Creed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Darkness. So in this game, you play kind of a emo uh, kind of guy. He kind of looks like uh, that magician, Chris Angel. And he does. My he does. freak! <laughs> yeah. uh, and he's got these four demons attached to him. And you go around like this really kind of moody city and you kill all these people, these gangsters mostly with these four demons. The four demons do different things. The kills are super fucking cool. 
the problem is the game shows its age graphically doesn't look that great anymore you spent a lot of time on the subway going from place to place which is code for uh essentially loading to the next level but it's super fucking long because the levels are so long to load so you spend so much time just it's almost like mass effect with the elevator it's like another kind of infamous loading screen um but there's a lot to love about this game and i think a 2020 version of that game could be really fucking badass so yeah that's why i picked the darkness darkness i don't <laughs> all right i have a action game third person where you're a uh kind of like an ethan hunt slash james bond character 1999 playstation one siphon filter do you guys ever play that game yep definitely never uh it's awesome i doubt it's awesome now but i used to play the shit out of it uh beat it multiple times and it's just great man it, it blows my mind thinking back at it i'm sure i would have a different opinion if i tried it now but during the time it was just amazing groundbreaking in my opinion and just an awesome game so siphon filter ps1 1999 isn't there a theory that the game uh days gone is an aftermath of siphon filter i have not heard that but that sounds pretty badass yeah there's a um i thought there was a theory going around because it's the same guys who made siphon filter made days gone and in days gone you find that that gun that was popular in siphon filter in that game and there's also um documents and stuff you could find so the theory the running theory is is that what happened in days gone is because what happened in siphon filter failed and this is was the end result that's awesome yeah so there you go wet your whistle a little uh, my second one is from 2007 assassin's creed one this was the game that got me into the franchise i uh, played it i think i played it from beginning to end three times and uh, I absolutely love the game. The one drawback with it was the repetitiveness that I know a lot of people have, have talked about in the, the year since. Everything was an eavesdrop, beat up, follow, wash, rinse, and repeat. I know that there's been talks about possibly redoing it, re-releasing it or something. I would love to see an updated version of Assassin's Creed 1 to see it on an engine or a, a hardware system like Xbox or PS5. That, that'd be like a dream come true for me. Yeah, I, I love that game, but it definitely shows its age. I played it like two years ago, and oof. <laughs> you know what? What's frustrating that about that? Do you remember when you do the uh, the kill the Templar, and yep. then it would like sputter, and you would have to press a button to get a different angle, and there was an achievement attached yep. to it. Yeah, that's why I played it so many times. <laughs> I actually, uh, the reason I had to play it twice in a row—that's uh, when I was really into achievements—is because you need there's an achievement for doing every conversation in the future. Or in the present oh, or whatever. Oh yes, and, there and is. I, I missed one conversation, and I had to, to do steal the, the pen and all that stuff. Uh, I had to do the whole fucking game over just to have that extra one conversation. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> that, that, that's when I was single and like, you know, I timed uh, like that. But anyway, uh, you have more time to play games than I do right now, man. Yeah, yeah, it's because I fucking go to bed at three a.m. and wake up at five. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. So my next one is not one game. It's actually a series of four games all made by the same company within 2004 and 2009. Uh, they span on PS2 and Xbox 360, and that's X-Men Legends and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yes! Now, they did re-release Marvel Ultimate Alliance with supposed updated graphics, but that's bullshit. It didn't look any better 
or it didn't look much better <laughs> than it did on 360. Um, so I call bullshit on that, but I would love to see a full um, just remake or remaster of X-Men Legends and Marvel Ultimate Alliance. They both have two games in the series. Actually, there's three in Marvel Ultimate Alliance, but it's a... Yeah, the one on the Switch. Yeah, it's a Switch exclusive, so I haven't played it yet, but uh, absolutely adore those games. They're just really cool. There's a lot of different Marvel characters, which is so fucking awesome. And I just even like walking around uh, the different places like Asgard and uh, the X-Men. So much fun. Yeah, I fucking love them. So I would love to see full remasters of those. Speaking of X-Men, that's not my game I'm going to talk about, but you guys play Wolverine Uncaged Edition? Was that the one on PS3? I think it was. It was for the X-Men Origins Wolverine uh, movie. Yeah, I, yeah, I the, played it. Yeah. Fucking great. The, wife, great. the wife bought me that as a I'm sorry gift back in the days. Oh, hell yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's going to have to be your I, gaming memory. <laughs> uh, I no 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 see the thing is i played it and then i returned it <laughs> oh. oh don't I'm tell her tell i said her. that i'm gonna text her right now <laughs> all right one of my favorite games of all time hasn't been remastered i google it every fucking year it's ps2's 2001 red faction oh um, the, yeah yeah first person shooter you're it's set on mars where um, I believe you work for a corporation called Ultor. I might be wrong on that one. Um, but they are like basically just like enslave everybody on Mars, right? So you play as Parker, who is part of like the rebellion to fucking take it back for the people. Um, kind of like uh, Total Recall, just not as trippy. Um, and then you're trying to get to like call Earth to come save you guys. Amazing game. Um, destructibility for multiplayer was like one of the first things that I remember playing where you can blow up shit and yeah, red faction number one, man, like they have a couple sequels out there that are pretty cool too, but red faction is just amazing. I remember looking at like game informer over and over again, back in the day, waiting for that game to come out. All right. My next one is uh, from 2008 to 2012, the epitome of, I think the best horror games in my opinion, and that's dead space, dead space, third-person shooter in space, the USS Ishimura. That game, absolutely fantastic, super scary. Uh, the first one, that 10 out of 10 every time. Uh, the second one, such a great sequel, and you don't really see that, in my opinion, with a lot of games, good sequels. I, I would even venture to say the sequel is a little bit better than the first one. The third one kind of shifted tones from horror to to more action than anything else. I still absolutely loved it. My only downside for the third one was it had a special co-op where you could experience different parts of the game if you played with someone else. I never had anyone to play with on that one. Um, so I never got to experience that, but all three of those games, absolutely fantastic. So are the anime shorts. I totally check those out if you get a chance. Yeah, a great game. And I actually thought of it, but I feel they still look really good. So. I want I'm more. Give me a next gen one. Yeah, like a new one. I would totally be done for. But a remaster, I was like, uh, I think it still looks pretty good for, for its age. You know, it's it's actually aged. Yeah, it's a it's pretty good game. The way they developed it, I mean, it, it doesn't show its age as much as other titles do. Right. Exactly. Um, okay. My next one. I was a huge point and click adventure uh, guy in the '90s, especially. And my absolute favorite one is uh, Monkey Island, uh, which is just a crazy story about a guy who wants to be a pirate and his adventures trying to become one. It's a really fantastic series. They remastered the first and second one 
which was put over on 360, but they never remastered the third one, The Curse of Monkey Island. So I'd like them to complete the trilogy and to finally give us the remaster of The Curse of Monkey Island. So that's what I would love to see. Right on. Back to me. Yes, sir. All right. 96, PlayStation 1, Die Hard Trilogy. Third person. <laughs> the first one's third person. Second one is all... What is the second one? Oh, second one is like the one where it's kind of on rails and you're just using yeah, a reticle right. to shoot people. Yeah. And then number three is driving. Number three is kind of hot shit. We're all gonna die. But <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Now I got a machine gun. Uh, <laughs> die Hard won the game, though. Oh, so much fun playing it, man. Going through Nakatomi Plaza, eventually beating the game. And you just, a little cutscene when you walk away all fucked up. It's an excellent game. I would love to see a remaster. Um, just update the graphics. Keep the gameplay the same. EPKI okay, motherfucker. Awesome game. No shit. My dad looks like the Hispanic version of Bruce Willis. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> nice. Yeah, I always call him Bruce every time I see him. <laughs> uh, my next one is actually, it's not too old. Um, I absolutely love this game the first time I played it. I think I played this one twice, and that's going to be 2012 Spec Ops The Line. Absolutely love that game. So trippy. The story was great. Nolan North in every game is practically great. Um, Spec Ops the line. Love it. Give me an updated version of it, please. All right. So my last one today is a game I bet you neither of you guys ever even heard of. Uh, it's from 1991, and it's called Lexicross. Uh, Lexicross hmm. is a, uh, it's, it's a game show game where you play. It's like a mix of uh, a word game slash Wheel of Fortune slash uh just a bunch of different like popular things from um the 1980s like the, those game shows type of thing like family feud and wheel of fortune and jeopardy and all that stuff so it's a mix of all that but it takes place with uh people from different planets and robots and stuff and i just absolutely adored this game and unfortunately it just never had a re-release or anything like that since then but it has it actually had a huge repercussion into my life it's not a story I'll get into because it's, it's like really long, but long story short, uh, because of that game in a weird way, I am associated with a name that isn't real. And I have a tattoo of something that has to do with that game in a weird way, but uh, maybe Black. I'll tell it one day. Yeah, no, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's actually how I got, if you follow me on social media and you've seen my first name, it's Steven Alva. Well, the Alva part isn't real. Like I, that was a total internet fabrication from when I first joined the internet. Um, and you sneaky bitch. <laughs> I know it, it's, it's a long story as to why and all that stuff, but it's, it's roots comes from a character in this game. So one day I'll talk about it, but for now, just remake Lex, uh, remaster Lexi Gross. It looks a lot like Jeopardy RIP Alex Trebek. Yeah. Oh my God. Canadian legend. Yeah. Mm. Who's next? Me? Uh, yes. Todd. Todd. Yeah, yeah, I'm last. All right. All right. Couple games here. I got the Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, and the Lord of the Rings Return of the King 2002 and 2003 on PlayStation 2 and Xbox. I don't remember exactly which system I played them on, but I played the shit out of them regardless. Um, third person, hack and slash, wave after wave of enemies. Excellent Lord of the Rings music. Cutscenes are fucking phenomenal. 
had a lot of fun. Legolas, you fucking got the bow and arrow and just mowing motherfuckers down. Um, I mean, I know they had like Shadow of War and stuff like that, but these games are like where it's at. Have you guys played these before? Very briefly back in the days. So uh, fun, fun story, Lord of the Rings Conquest. I don't know if you ever played that one. I did not, no. Okay, uh, when I got hired as a game tester, that's what I got hired to work on. And when I went to orientation, there was a room of about 10, 12 guys who had been hired for that project. And this guy comes into the room. He's like, any of you ever played Rock Band? And I'm the only one who lifted <laughs> my hand. He's like, okay, you're coming on the Rock Band project. Everyone else you plays poor Lord bastard. of the Rings. And I was so <laughs> fucking bummed out about it. But that game was shit, man. It was just like, no so good. You didn't like Lord of the Rings? <laughs> oh, Conquest. Uh, Conquest, yeah, specifically Conquest. And uh, they all got like, let go, like maybe three weeks later, because the company pulled the game from that studio. <laughs> and I got there <laughs> for, you know, whatever months until I quit. So yeah, that's my, that's my story of Lord of the Rings. Uh, but yeah, those games are great, but Conquest was not. Was that like a minimum wage hourly position, Steve? Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, because it, it sounds like fun, but then you always hear like it's not fucking fun. Well, <laughs> to it's be fun. A tester. Look, I'll, I'll give you an idea of why it's not fun. I spent an entire week standing up and unplugging the remote controls from every screen in the game. And Ugh. that's all I did. I just <laughs> I went to one screen, unplugged the controller, made sure it was the correct message, put the controller back, went to the next screen, unplugged the controller, and I did that for a fucking week. Fuck. And that because you have to test everything. So there's a lot of stuff that isn't just playing, you know. It's, so yeah, there, there's a there's definitely a work involved in it too. And who the fuck let the the bug go out where you can execute through a window, Steve? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you leave Assassin's Creed alone, <laughs> asshole. <laughs> All right, uh, Todd, you're next, or no? You uh, just I'm, went. I'm done. You yeah. Went. yeah. So my last two, um, I I want to clear up. We talked about consoles the first episode and how we do a lot of gaming on console i actually do do some pc uh games uh there's only specific ones though and that's on my list here for remaster and that's going to be diablo one and two diablo one and two amazing 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 games i know that they're talking about already remastering or redoing uh diablo 2 which i totally hope they do four is hopefully not too far off the horizon i played the shit out of those games i probably had each character you know maxed out armor and everything I love Diablo so much. I even downloaded it on the Xbox. Uh, which one do I have? I don't even remember. Xbox X. Not the Series X. Not the cool one. Uh, but the the last gen console. And I do play it on there occasionally. But uh, Diablo, another game that I would love to play all over again remastered. All right. That's fine. Yep. I'm done. You're done. Everyone's done. We're all done. We're all done. What we got now? Gaming memories? Yep. Gaming memory. All right. So for the new listeners from our first episode, episode two, uh, each episode we're going to talk about a gaming memory, whether it's a funny thing, a heartfelt one, or something you just want to talk about. So I don't know who went last time first, but why don't you go, Steve? I went first last time. So when do you guys take it? Why don't you go, Mondo? I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, I've got two that I scribbled down. Uh, the first one um, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla just releasing one of my fondest memories, and there's a lot of them, but this one kind of stuck out over them all, was um, in Assassin's Creed Revelations when you're playing an older Ezio Auditore going to Constantinople and then going to find uh, the library 
um, and was it Masaif, Mas, something like that, um, you find the remains of Altair, the, the assassin master from the first game. And just that dialogue, that, that interaction between Ezio speaking to Altair's uh, remains, I mean, that was one of those powerful moments that I definitely appreciate Assassin's Creed even more for, and especially because Darby McDevitt, great writer for the series. Every time that guy does a game, they're just magnificent. And he's the one who did Valhalla. Um, so that's why I'm so, so excited about this game. Uh, and then my, my next memory, uh, and the last one for tonight at least, um, this one has to do with a little bit of watching gameplay for Call of Duty uh, Cold War is the big set pieces in, in games. I know I alluded to it earlier, but watching these big set pieces were just, like I said, the explosions, the chases, rubble falling down around you that gets your adrenaline going, amped up. I remember doing that a lot in uh, Uncharted. There'd be times where you go in and there's like a cave in and you're having to run out of there like Indiana Jones and Temple of Doom. Assassin's Creed, there's a couple of those, um, but I don't think anyone did it as spectacular as I saw on Cold War recently. So those are the two um, big set pieces and Altair and Ezio having that exchange. That's great. Oh, God, I, that gives me goosebumps, that exchange. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Toddy boy? Yeah. Wake, uh, up, wake up. I was just, I was crying about your, <laughs> your rendition of the Assassin's Creed game that I never played, but it sounds like it's good. <laughs> it is really good. <laughs> uh, no, that sounds pretty cool. It's always cool when they have those, you know, heartfelt moments in games. But um, all right, my memory is from the first video game I bought as a working high school kid um it would have been medal of honor rising sun for the playstation 2 and of course like i bought stuff at like the swap meet and yard sales and you know target with my you know allowance stuff like that but this is like the first time like this is my money whatever uh it was like 50 bucks went to eb games which is now gamestop in the u.s i know still eb games up in canada and just you know bought the game and played it i remember my mom saying like you don't spend all your money on fucking video games <laughs> <laughs> she didn't cuss of course she's not that type of woman but <laughs> it's still funny um <laughs> but yeah medal of honor rising sun set in ww2 versus the japanese first mission is pearl harbor where you're defending it and uh yeah fond memories pretty cool cool uh so to keep with the theme of uh you know console releases uh, my story, my gaming memory today is going to be about how I went from a Nintendo guy to a Sony guy and from a Sony guy to an Xbox guy because they're kind of similar stories. So when I was a kid, I was really a Nintendo guy, the NES, SNES. So when Nintendo 64 was coming out, I was super fucking psyched. Uh, I'd seen in Nintendo Power, I'd seen screens, especially with Mario 64, and I was just all in ready for it. So my birthday came along, it was in September, and I had the money for a new console. I was excited about it. So I asked my mom to bring me to the store. It was a Walmart, I'll never forget it. And I went to buy the Nintendo 64 and I see a display and it says coming fucking October. I'm like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I was so psyched up to play a new system <laughs> that I went into the gaming section and I saw the PS1. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just gonna buy a PS1 instead. <laughs> uh, I bought it with NHL PowerPlay 96. And uh, that's how I started getting into, you know, the PS side of it. And I think it was actually a wise choice because the PS1 was a great console. So being a PS guy now, I got the PS2, which is one of my favorite consoles of all time. And I go to the store. Uh, it was a store called Future Shop at the time to go pick up a PS3. 
I go to the store to pick up your PS3. By this time I'm working, so I, I have my own money. And they had a PS3 on display. Uh, this time I knew because the internet was more prevalent, so I knew the release date. <laughs> and I, I played with the remote. And I don't know if you guys remember the early PS3. The remote was super light and yes. felt just, it just didn't feel right. Cheap. It felt super cheap, exactly. So I'm like, what the fuck is this? I put it down. <laughs> I bought an Xbox 360 uh, with um, with. Elder I just imagine you in the store. What the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. and it, was, it was some kind of like dragon. Can I help game you, sir. That, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, they, they God damn nerds! <laughs> the fuck out of my way, kid. Right. It's like the Grand Torino of gaming systems over here. Hi, sir. I'm the manager. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so yeah so basically yeah so i turned around i didn't like their little dragon game they were showing on the ps3 bought a 360 with elder scrolls 6 uh, no sorry not 36 elder scrolls oblivion which is four um and yeah so i became an xbox guy from then so that's how i switched from one to the other it's just because you know the control was cheap (laughs) so it was cheap and the the fucking system wasn't available for another month so that's the two reasons i switched and now you buy them all, so we're back at square one. Oh, that's a that's a benefit of being a grown adult. <laughs> no, exactly. No, yeah, don't, you, yeah. don't you ever feel guilty? You're like, fuck, six hundred dollars for this new system. Fuck. I do, then, but then I'm like, I'm not doing drugs, and I'm not going to strip clubs, so like, I can buy a fucking game. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I don't feel bad at all because I use it so much, like for movies, for TV, for yeah. So I easily justify. Do you guys ever get the evil eye from your significant others when you're playing games? Every fucking time. Every, every time. Know. Every time. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, dude, it's so terrible. I'm sitting there. I just turn. As soon as you hear the beep, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, uh, uh I'm downloading some stuff. <laughs> I feel like a kid. That's a yeah. bullshit thing too. I could watch 12 hours of Golden Girls reruns, not a fucking peep. Yep. The second yeah. I turned on the something. Xbox, are you seriously fucking gaming right now? Yes. Dude, when, when Assassin's Creed came in for me last Friday, um, I was super stoked. You guys know I was sending messages saying, oh, dude, it's late, it's late, it's late. When it finally got in here, I opened the package, I went to put it in. Um, what's for dinner? Uh, I don't know, figure it out. Are you kidding me right now? I'm like, dude, chill. Fuck. and then you gotta be like how many hobbies do you have oh dude (laughs) that's the thing i i I told mine i said you know what you hate everything i like and i think that's why we get along so well (laughs) right exactly oh man you know my uh the the reason i got into certain systems too is 100 percent video game related like playstation 2 to xbox was because halo fucking halo was amazing Oh, <laughs> fucking great! You can do that song to any guy or age, and they automatically know what it is. <laughs> yeah, we sure. should do that just randomly. Oh, like, hey, what's up, homie? <laughs> yeah, I'm, you, you're gonna hate me for it, but I never really was intrigued with Halo, man. It's just a guy oh, in a motocross costume. Oh yeah, he's fucking Spartan one one seven, isn't he? Yep, Pillar yeah. of Autumn. It's it's great. We talked about this in the first episode, but I love the Halo lore. It's just amazing. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we ready to talk some Series X? Yeah, Mondo, lead Seri- us. 
Yeah, I'm going to lead this one because of the fact that I have not acquired any of these new systems because I'm an idiot and because True. my wife would probably murder me. Uh, <laughs> so when did you guys get your system? How long did you wait for it? Take it away, Steve. You got it earlier than I did. Yeah, so I got it at 12.25 a.m. on the day it was released. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I, so I went old school. I bought it from my local EB Games, which is what you guys have as the GameStop. Um, and the reason for that is I know the managers there. You know, I've been going there for years, and <laughs> I, I knew I could get a reservation through them. As opposed, you to- remember me, asshole. Right. Are, are you like are you like friends with them, Steve? Outside of work or outside of store? No, no. no. Uh, uh, it's more of next a level. Great, great customer. <laughs> but I'm not yeah, even that, I'm not even that good of a customer anymore because I buy almost everything digital now. Hey, so Steve has become the customer that he used to curtail to back in the days. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. Um, yeah. So anyway, so I, I, I got my reservation through them. Uh, it was kind of a drive-through type deal. Uh, so he gave people appointments every five minutes from midnight. And uh, yeah, so I went there. I drove through. I picked up my console and uh, an extra controller. And uh, yeah, I started playing, well, not immediately because we'll get to that later, but uh, I started playing that night, you know, it just took a lot of installing before I got there, but. uh, Did you get the nerves and everything associated with it? Like, holy shit, is someone going to rob me or how long is it going to take me to put this together? Oh my God, it's finally plugged in. (laughs) I I live in Canada, first of all. (laughs) True. Yeah, (laughs) unless a moose came after me like at midnight. (laughs) Hey, hey, what you got there, man? What you got there? (laughs) Some some thug in Canada be like, hey, have fun. (laughs) Have a nice fucking day. (laughs) I hope your KD is good, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Uh, I I set it up. It was just because uh, you have to reinstall the games and you know, games are not exactly uh, small, uh, so oh, yeah. that, that took a long time. But the install process was super simple. I gotta say, tell everyone what your first game to play was. Steve. Well, let, let's get what Todd's uh, when Todd got it and his. <laughs> okay, yeah, go yeah. Todd, go. And uh, contrary to popular belief, the United States isn't the Wild West. It's all blown out of proportion on the news. It so. is. Well, so it don't is. believe what you M- read. Movies don't help your case. I gotta say that. <laughs> well, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, <laughs> hey, USA number one, baby. All right. Anyway. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Uh, I got my Series X through GameStop. I ordered it online. I got the Ultimate Edition, meaning that you just take out a line of credit and you pay them over two years and you get two years of Game Pass, uh, which has EA access and all that crap. Um, GameStop delivered it 9.30 on the release day in the morning. So perfect timing. Took the day off, um, plugged it in, downloaded shit. And uh, I think that's your question, right? What kind of panties were you wearing? I don't remember. Uh, probably the ones you bought me oh yeah good one (laughs) so you were wearing the wednesday ones on friday huh yeah that's what we do (laughs) oh man so so give me your first impressions booting that booting that system up i mean i I believe you guys both have 4k uh tvs right correct yes so so what was that that initial impression plugging that bitch in and and booting it up and seeing that logo and all that annoyance (laughs) <laughs> annoying to explain uh well they didn't it's this, these are all going to be small gripes the system is pretty amazing um but we got to complain about something right um oh, the we're american the, yeah well we're north americans there you go <laughs> <laughs> we're first world problems right um the boot noise is exactly the same as the series x or the the xbox 
So I'm like, they couldn't change the freaking little the jingle. Yeah, the ding or whatever it is. Um, and then there's there's no like plug and play anymore. You plug in, and then it's like, let's go through the menus, setting everything up for an hour. So disappointment and an annoyance in the sense that like you you got it in your hands, you got it set up, you want to play it, and you can't. Just just that. You got to set it up, wait yep. for everything to download. And but then... super easy to set up though. You got the app. It walks you right through everything on your phone. You just do it through your phone. What about you, Steve? You had to probably juggle with that big ass TV you have at your house. Yeah. So technically, I, I prepared myself uh, to like I, you know, picked out the spot for it and I was ready for it. Um, so I wasn't that annoyed. I was, even though I knew that it was a big console. Uh, I don't know. There's something about holding it and seeing it in person for the first time that was like, well. Yeah, this thing is fucking just it's heavy right it's heavy it it feels like quality though like it feels like it's a quality machine Uh, what about aesthetically do you do you guys are you guys pleased with the fact that it looks like a big uh, rectangle i I love it because it blends into my unit like super well like other than the little xbox light i don't even see it you know it's just Mm -hmm. completely does it illuminate green on top no no it's it's not illumination It's, it's actually a optical illusion it's just painted green and makes it look oh. like it illuminates because of the color. It's interesting, but mine's on the side because I can't fit it standing uh, <laughs> up in my unit. So it's a mood yeah. point for that. <laughs> so and, okay, no, sorry, mine's, no, mine's standing up. And personally, I think it looks better than the PS5. I think the PS5 is trying a little bit too hard to look next gen, if that makes sense. No, completely, mate. I, I get you 100. I think the design of it looks pretty pretty interesting i'm sure they'll slim it down and come out with another model somewhere down the road which is probably when i'll buy it when they do like a you know last of us part three special edition or something like that maybe not that long to buy one but you know what i mean like maybe like a spider-man special edition or something so let's get into the the meaty part of it performance visuals graphics you know uh what what is it like i mean i don't have one explain it to me what is it like to play on there with virtually no load times and the graphics what do they look like the the biggest I got I got two takeaways here. One, it's not like another giant leap like it was in the past, you know, from you know, PlayStation three to four, three sixty to one, one to X and so on. Because I mean, we're already used to four K gaming at this point. That being said, it still looks amazing. But the biggest next gen th- next gen thing that I love right now is how quick it is. Like I wrote down in my notes here like there's no more like okay i'm gonna push start it's gonna load up the menu why it's doing that i'm gonna take a couple bites of my fucking food you know if you do that you don't have time you you you, i know it sounds stupid but if you're gonna pick up like a slice of pizza your fucking game is already loaded waiting for you um so it's super quick and then switching from game to game is seamless like I, i stopped playing it like one in the morning on gears um the next morning i wake up and put on assassin's creed i just jump right into where i was and it's just it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, so I, I have kind of the same feeling towards it. Uh, it is super fucking fast, and it's very noticeable how fast it is. Not only uh, the quick resume going from game to game, like Todd was saying, but also in the menu. I find everything just goes really quickly. It's almost instant, you know, when you click on things. Uh, and it's funny because, like Todd, when I put Valhalla specifically for the first time, I turn it on and then I went to my phone to look at messages because I'm so used to waiting for so long that it's like automatic. And I pick up my phone and like right away it's loaded. I'm like, oh fuck, what like what the hell is this? And it, it's 
very noticeable. Um, as far as graphically, so we have to remember that it's it's still we're still at that time where there aren't a ton of games that are really utilizing this power, and yes. especially that it's there's actually specific games that are optimized for Series X and others that aren't. Uh, it's something that the developers have to do on their end to make it look a lot better. Now, the Series X natively does up-res the graphics, but unless it's actually optimized for it, there isn't a huge difference. And going back to a question you asked me before, Mondo, is I the first game I played was exactly what I told you guys uh, in the first episode <laughs> was Minecraft. And the reason for that is because the games I actually wanted to play, the installs were fucking like 80 to 100 gigs. And I didn't want to wait for that. Minecraft is like two gigs, yeah, <laughs> or four gigs or something. Yeah, not so that much. I put Minecraft first so I can have something to do while I was waiting for, um, in my case, it was Gears of War 5 and uh, Gears of War uh, Tactics. So I played Minecraft for a bit. Minecraft looks pretty much the same. And it's tough to say whether it looks a little bit better because of my TV or because of my Series X, or maybe a mix of the two, because it's also a new TV for me. Like I'm still not super used to the TV, but you can definitely tell that the auto HDR on the Series X is bringing the graphics up a little bit. It just wasn't like the ray tracing that I'd seen online hasn't been brought to Minecraft yet, so it doesn't show. Um, but where I did see the big difference is when I popped in Gears 5. So Gears 5 is a year old. Uh, I've played a ton of it, so I know exactly what it looked like when I had my Xbox One X. Um, this one is optimized on Series X, and it fucking shows. It is a beautiful game. And if a game could look like that, having been released a year ago, I can't even imagine what a game that is built for the Series X is going to look like. Um, Assassin's Creed. See, that's, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say Assassin's Creed, however, looks great, but it didn't have that huge, like, oh my God, this is next gen. You know, like Todd said, the leap between Odyssey and uh, Valhalla wasn't that huge to me. Um, it, it does look great, uh, granted, but it's not that huge leap. But again, I never saw it in the Xbox One X version. I only saw it on Series X. So maybe if I played both versions, I'd see the difference, kind of like I did Gears 5. But to me, Gears 5 was the best looking game that I've played so far. And see, I think for me personally, I mean, how long have we been in the 4K age of TVs now? We've been in it for what, like four or five years, maybe? I mean, that's yeah. since they've become be affordable, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because every TV that comes out is like $5,000 and then you got to wait for it to drop down. And I mean, we've had the point I'm trying to make is we've had 4K TVs for a few years now, but how many cable services or anything are actually running 4K? And that's the same thing with these new systems. That's kind of why I held off on them initially, because I had that mindset of, well, my current gen systems are all 4K optimized for it at least. So what's the difference here? And and like we talked last episode was the ray tracing. And that's something that really piqued my interest. And your explanation of Gears of War 5 and how that looks, like that's what I want. And it is a little frustrating knowing that some of these developers maybe got these kits way back when. So they were able to kind of see what these new systems were about. But now we have to wait, what, two or three years maybe to get a game that's going to 
at absolutely great on these systems yeah. only to get hit with another system brand new one later like that's that's the frustrating part yeah which right now honestly you cannot buy the series x and you'll be fine because like you said this could be two three years tops before they're saying all right this is exclusive only for the series x or whatever plus like we said graphically it doesn't look that different however the quick fucking playing is fucking excellent like you can't that's beat where it. it's at yeah and then I've been watching a lot of movies lately as well. Um, and I haven't watched a single movie through my series X cause I have the PlayStation pro. So I put the stuff in there and it is the, the PlayStation is loud as fuck already, but after playing the series X for, you know, 20 hours or so you put a movie in there and it sounds like a fucking jet taken off. It's so loud compared to the series X. I'm, I'm sure that might be one of your questions about it. Cause I can hold off on that. Um, but it, it yeah, just, I am, I, I am curious if you guys have experienced any kind of like overheating or no. like you said, loud noises or anything that is kind of like, oh shit. Cause you're hearing the horror stories, um, which happens social yeah. media. Yeah, it does. I mean, you're going to have the, the few here or there that have issues with them. I mean, look at the PS five. They're saying that thing bricks and shuts down and dies on its own. Yeah. Um, but have you guys had any negative experiences other than the loud noises on these systems? I haven't had any loud noises on the series x at all um okay. comparing it to the playstation 4 for watching movies it's night and day the x honestly my fridge in my basement is like you know 20 feet away and i can hear that a lot louder than my fucking the xbox and i can't honestly hear it at all and i put my hand over it and it's like maybe like a traditional laptop heat if that um yeah, you can barely tell it's on. Even when I'm downloading from a disc, which is what I've been doing so far for like a Valhalla and a Call of Duty, zero sound, like whatsoever. And, you know, Steve, your explanation of Gears of War 5 and how beautiful that game is, that's the reason why I am would love to get a hold of an Xbox just because with Cyberpunk around the corner, I think December 10th, I am super curious of how vibrant those colors and the ray tracing is going to play into that game. So interesting story. Cyberpunk isn't optimized to Series X until 2021. Um, oh, shit. Or, or PS5, for that matter. It's not optimized for next-gen consoles, um, okay. which is very unfortunate. That's a bummer, to be yeah. honest. I mean, I mean I'm with sure all the gonna, delays. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to look fucking great. Don't, don't get me wrong. But it's not going to be as good as it's going to be in early, probably early 2021, I would say. Um, so that's a bummer. Right now, it seems to be, I, I kind of went through the games. It's mostly the Microsoft games uh, and a few others, like Ubisoft has, is also doing this, the optimization, but um, not Cyberpunk, unfortunately, at least not right away. But like anything, like when first, when backwards compatibility first became a thing, there weren't that many titles and it slowly started getting to a lot. And now it's almost everything. It's going to be the same thing with optimization. You know, there aren't a ton of titles that are optimized right now, but it's going to be really quick. And there's going to be almost weekly updates. It's going to be, okay, this game, this game, this game got optimized this week. And just this week, the Master Chief Collection got optimized, you know? Did it really? I need to download it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, the, the things are progressing really, really quickly. Uh, as far as your other question, I agree 100% with Todd. You don't fucking hear it. it. It's so quiet. It's almost like not, it's like, it's not on. And even if I'm running, you know, a really big game, I, I hear nothing from the console and the heat is less than my laptop. 
So, so I can't, I can't mask a fart with the sound of the systems anymore. No, no. <laughs> Damn and it! You have to turn on your PS4 or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it's actually really impressive. And yeah, I'm sure some people have some issues. Uh, that could be a mix of, you know, of course, first consoles. It could be also shipping, which could be yeah. an issue. And unfortunately, in this day and age, there's a lot of fakes. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. We saw the smoke uh, thing where it, the vaping one, the vaping one, which Xbox is like, don't fucking blow smoke in your goddamn console. <laughs> but with, in the age of social media and people wanting to get viral, there's all sorts of those issues that I'm not even 100 percent sure they're true. From the, yeah. my experience with my friends, and a lot of them are in the game industry, so they've had their hands on this for a while. Uh, zero issues. So it is what it is. But I'm sure there are some. That's just yeah, absolutely. It, yeah, I think it's pretty good so far. Can I can I add real quick that I think it's super fucked up that people are scalping these things for Ugh. double or triple the price? The worst. That's that, they do that for everything, man. The fucking Star Wars figures, it's ridiculous. I mean, I get it. I, it's been scalping's been around since before I was born, but holy shit, man, that's you got good people doing good things, donating these systems to kids and stuff, and then you have these other assholes who are just buying them to flip them over. I get it part of the game but damn dude i just want one i'll pay for it but not that price no, don't yeah don't that's why they <laughs> succeed because people keep paying them i mean oh yeah i saw people buying them on uh ebay and amazon for so much money and i'm like that i mean i get it i have that same desire where i would love to have one but at the same time i don't mind waiting um and kudos to all this you know youtubers and stuff they get them for free i mean that's insane imagine not having to spend money yeah no kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah but then the flip side of that too is you have the big risk that whatever they say is not true because they got a free system you know what i mean correct or and that's why we game. buy all our own shit yeah it's not a pay pay for review like a lot of games are now unfortunately yeah that that's why we bought our own shit because yeah, yeah, yeah that's exactly we, we want to talk about it <laughs> we're, so, we're we're journalists like i said in the chat yeah, we're journalists so <laughs> So your guys' overall thoughts, is this something that we have to break the bank for day one purchase? Is it worth the money right now? Is it something we can wait for down the road? Like, where are we at with it? Uh, if you can get it retail value, yes. Do not pay a scalper. Like I said, it's not next gen in the sense that you have in your mind. Um, but I do not regret my purchase for full price. Yeah. about you steve uh, same thing I, I don't regret buying it at all i'm really enjoying it uh but i would say if you don't have the tv for it uh mm -hmm. don't bother yet like wait um because i think you need the tv for it and yeah. there's a there's a really cool thing that the xbox does that you go and it t tests your tv and it tells you exactly which features on the xbox is compatible with your tv and which ones aren't that's um, good was, was yours 100 green because mine definitely was not <laughs> all but one but the one was something stupid i don't remember uh, what it is it was just like i don't even i can even check around. i have my xbox on right now so i'll uh I'll time to get that new tv todd i know it sucks because i just bought one like a year and a half ago and i thought it was hot shit but i can't play 120 gig uh, 120 whatever it's called right now the 120 hertz yeah there you go so yeah, no, I, I, got, I got all that hdr 10 120 hertz all does, that does stuff. the one does the 120 make a difference from your eye uh i yes and it's it's tough to say because i don't know which games run 120 and which ones don't mm. uh i could tell you that assassin's creed runs at least at 60 which is a difference because i think the other ones ran at 30 and i see the difference there 
Um, I see the difference in just the way that, you know, uh, Eivor runs and everything. And I feel, I, I feel in that regard, but 120, I'm not sure. I'm not sure which games utilize it yet. Yeah. And getting back to the setup, like we mentioned earlier, extremely user-friendly gone, gone are the days where you're like, what the fuck do I do? It, it's like Steve said, it detects what your TV can handle. It tells you what you have, what you cannot do. So there's no guessing work and be, you know, minus the install update, it's fucking lightning quick to get all that stuff set up too. You know, it's funny you guys mentioned the 4k. I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, figured out some settings on my TV. I have a Sony uh, 4K TV in my game room. And uh, I was messing around with it earlier today, playing the division. And I think I finally calibrated it to a point where it's like true 4K, like high res everything. It was so working so seamlessly that I got nauseous playing. It was so crazy. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, it was, I was like, whoa, I need to slow down here. But so I, you might not be able to play VR then Mondo. <laughs> Uh, I think I could give it a twirl, man. As I get older, I mean, I already wear glasses. I've worn glasses for the last couple of years. So I, it's just an adjustment thing for me, man. And and plus, I don't really sit far away from my TV, too. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just yeah. checked uh, my settings. The only thing my TV doesn't do is doesn't support Dolby Vision. Oh, yeah, uh, that's the audio, though. Yeah, exactly. So everything else, uh, so, so it supports 4K 60, 4K 120, it supports uh, 120 FPS, HDR10, and 4K 10 bits at 60 hertz, and HDR10 video. So yeah, it supports everything else except that. So but don't, you're, you're future proof until 8K becomes affordable. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't roll out that Dolby man. That that music <laughs> or that sound it totally it's mesmerizing, man. Yeah, no, it's, it's uh, but I'm actually getting new speakers soon, so I already ordered them and everything. So, this nice. <laughs> is, yeah, for gaming, I usually use my headset anyway, though, so it's not a, it's more for movies, but uh, yeah. Cool, cool. So recommend this system. Hopefully, yeah. I'm still on the hunt. Hopefully, I get my hands on one. Uh, you know, either Black Friday or sometime before the end of the year. Looking to add to this conversation from my perspective. Yeah, like I said, it's 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 a great system. You know, there's there's still a lot of things that need to happen for it to really get to its potential. But yeah. in, for an initial reaction, I think uh, you know, I'm I'm really no regrets at all. Yeah. Did, did you have any more questions, Mono? Because I got one. No, no, go for it. Uh, so Steve, I uh, what like what game or whatever series are you looking forward to on this next gen to like? maybe take it to the next level for you um well definitely cyberpunk uh once especially it gets optimized fully um that those are something that that's something i think it's the only it seems to be the only game in the foreseeable future that is really going to be next gen like i can't think of one that's coming out even in the next year that we know of that's really going to be next gen which is unfortunate but if i'm talking future like things i don't know uh, I can't wait to fucking play Bioshock. Uh, oh, yeah, it's gonna be great, dude. And I'm even—I was actually wanting to replay the first three Bioshocks, and I was waiting because they remastered them. Speaking of remasters, I did it last year. Yeah, yeah, and I actually waited because I was waiting for this. So as soon as I get notification that those are optimized for Series X, I'm uh, gonna go in and play those. So I, I just—I was for sure you guys were gonna say you wanted to replay Anthem all over again. Uh, I never <laughs> even thought that. <laughs> 
Oh, you don't you have it now because it, oh, and that's something we should mention because uh, we don't have a new segment. But Xbox Game Pass, which is already a fucking insane deal, just added EA Play, which is all of EA's games yeah. uh, oh, from shit. the 360 era and the Xbox One era. All Star Wars, all sports, all that shit. Yeah, exactly. And the thing that's cool about the way they do it, because I, I've had uh, EA Access, what, what it used to be called since day one. Um, so when it's a brand new game, you can play 10 hours of that game usually, or at least a certain set of levels. And what it's about eight months, and then it goes fully, like free. Uh, so it's a great way to get any EA game and try them out and stuff. So, yeah, good time. Oh, <laughs> that's that's actually my answer for next gen is Halo Infinite. That's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, reveal was dog shit. I'm not gonna lie, um, but it seems like they listened to the fans and are going to fix it. So I have faith but it's not looking good production wise i know they lost a lot of uh the direction and all that crap but you know we'll see man i, I hope it's good but yeah cyberpunk i'm fucking psyched for so uh, they're making a huge uh, huge announcement about halo like very soon in the next it's canceled couple, in the next couple <laughs> weeks now i think it's going to be pushed a full year uh, it, i thought it was pushed a full year till uh, december 2021 they just said 2021 they didn't specify yet Oh, and on Amazon it says December 2021. Uh, I think that's a um, this is a placeholder. That's a placeholder because uh, okay. they said 2021. Uh, but I gotcha. think it'll be November 2021. To be honest I, I, with you, that's that's fine, man. Fix it, make it next gen like we need. Yeah, um, uh, and something also in the near future that I'm really looking forward to try is Medium, which is uh, the first oh, yeah, one looks good. horror game. And since it's a Microsoft game, it's going to be day one on Games Pass. Nice. Uh, so that's another one that I'm really looking forward to because is the Master Chief a Mandalorian? No, he's a fucking Spartan, he, baby. Yeah. He never takes off his helmet though. He does yeah. part four. Uh, he does in, no. in the first one, even. You just don't see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. In part four, it, he takes it off and takes off his whole fucking getup. Only if you uh if you see if you put if you finish it in legendary, you actually see his face, which is oh really? On part yeah, four? Yeah, you never saw that. Oh. No, I didn't play Parform Legendary. Yeah, you see, you see uh, like his eyes and his face a little bit. Time to YouTube it. I'm gonna no, I'm gonna go fucking gamer dude and legendary it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I've done it. It's it's not too bad in Legendary Halo Four. Halo no, 4. nothing like fucking Halo Two. Halo Five is uh, Halo Two is impossible on fucking. And legendary. then Halo One with the fucking flood. Oh my god. Uh, no, I, I finished all of them on Legendary except two. I just really, I, 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 I've, I've done them all one, two, three. I just never played four or five or uh, no, two. I just, I just couldn't do uh, on Legendary. I tried it's fucking hard, dude. Yeah, I played Goldeneye with uh, one hit <laughs> KO with a golden gun. He played, he played slappers on Goldeneye. <laughs> you always got to be odd job, he's always the hardest target little, to hit. Little cheating bastard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, we're getting a little long here, but I concur. Bioshock. I, if we go back to Rapture, I'm gonna shit my pants. That'd be awesome. Uh, I don't think it'll go to Rapture. I think they're gonna go to the no. North or something. No, I want to go back to Rapture. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely hoping to play the remastered with the optimized. Um, so next episode, we're gonna we're thinking Assassin's Creed, like a full, full review, review. and yeah. talk about it. Maybe our, we're gonna um, rank the Assassin's Creed series. Yep, in about two weeks, right before Thanksgiving. Right, and a bunch of other stuff, so. Yep. Yeah, before we go, though, if you guys don't mind, I'd like to say thanks to a couple people who reached out. Sure. Um, I, I kind of put, I, you know, our, our social media stuff, understand we we all got 
full-time jobs. We're all doing a lot of crazy things. We have normal lives outside of gaming. Um, this is really just like a, a pastime, a hobby, something to do. Uh, but really, thank you to people on, on Twitter that reached out. Uh, Dylan being one of them, Terrell from Assassin's Creed. I had a couple uh, work friends, Z, uh, Fresh, Mike, everyone just giving us positive vibes and positive thoughts. I really appreciate that. You know, we're going to get better as time goes on. If you guys ever have any questions, any of you listeners have questions for us about games, anything, you know, reach out to us. So you, we'll do our best. We're on Twitter, Instagram. We're on Gmail. I mean, let's talk. Let's, let's have this conversation. Let's do it. I like it. Mm -hmm. all right all right well thank you for listening everybody we truly appreciate it yeah bye see you later bye